0: Our reading this morning comes from the 12th chapter of the book of Romans, uh, 9 verses 9 through 18. Thank you, my brother. Uh, So I'm just going to read this nice and slowly, and you're just going to listen to God's word right to the heart. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold Tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them and always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those. Bless those who persecute you and don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them and be happy with those who are happy And weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. And don't be too proud to enjoy company of ordinary people. And don't think you you know it all. Never, never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see that you are honorable and do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. The word of the Lord. So this is a series I began back several months ago called The Kingdom Come and each week we're taking the idea drawing from the scriptures that prayer and Jesus taught us the most famous prayer in history the Lord's Prayer we pray Thy kingdom come Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven and the idea is that we're we're asking the question and the idea that whatever's happening in heaven right now, we would unleash it here on earth. That although Jesus says my kingdom is not of this world, it can still be seen invisible in this world. And whatever is happening on earth that's not happening in heaven, justice, injustice, evil, sadness, depression, we would do everything in our power as believers to to stop it, and this morning we're coming. To this whole idea of community, and I want to first share a story. Uh, one of I think the most extraordinary people that I ever came across. I want to put her picture up here. Is a woman named Catherine Phillips, who I realize almost nobody knows who she is. But years ago, I was watching a documentary by Ken Burns on the World War II, and she was one of the central figures in that in that story. Her and a, and a man named Colonel. Glenn Frazier, who had survived the Bataan Death March. And I found out that they both lived in Mobile, Alabama. And I said, I wanna go, I wanna go visit this woman and meet, and meet her. Now she was in her early 90s then. She sent, she's since gone home to be with the Lord about two years ago at the ripe age of 97. And so I got the idea that Colonel Rosenblum, David Rosenblum and I got a bunch of high school students. We drove, we left here on Friday afternoon, we drove all the way to Mobile, Alabama, I kid you not, this really happened. We were driving through Tallahassee, Florida at 11 o'clock at night in a driving snowstorm in mid-December. We arrived in Mobile like 1 in the morning. There was three inches of snow on the ground since we have since found out that, that they had not had that much snow in 170 years. So I knew this is going to be a very special trip. And we, we went into Colonel Frazier's house. And I'll put the picture up here. We, we were there for eight hours, and I watched those young people just mesmerized by these two just giant people who were not only people who survived the Depression in World War II, but also were very, very committed believers. And uh, the thing that stood out to me is one of the young people asked, Ms. Phillips, um, what's, what is different now than was when you were growing up? And she said, oh, without a doubt, um, community. Uh, community is, is entirely different than when I was a young girl, even in my teens. She said in our neighborhood, and she had lived in the same house at that time, at that time for 94 years. She would end up dying in that house. But she said that uh, during when, in, this is what I remember saying. She said, we grew up without air, con- air conditioning in the South. I'm just old enough to remember back when we used to not have air conditioning in our house, back in the 70s, states me, right? And she said, because of that, everybody was outside at nighttime. Everybody was in their front porch. Everybody was playing with one another. We knew all the neighbors. They knew all of us. And she said, not only that, when the GIs came home from the war, so many had seen such traumatic things that often at nighttime, we wives would listen to our husbands share about what they had seen. And I look back now, she was telling us this, you know, 50 years later, that that was a healing thing for many of those men because they didn't have therapy back then. And yet those men were healed by sharing with one another what was going on in their common lives. And she said, once air conditioning happened and we got those, those window units, it pushed everybody inside. And you no longer saw your neighbors as much as you used to. And then, she said, and then when garage doors came, openers came in, you could, you could park in your garage, you could open that, you could stay in your car, you could open the garage, you could back out, you could close the garage, you could come back later, you go inside and nobody would ever see you. And she said, and now she said, I hardly any of the neighbors know me, even though I will go and introduce myself. And what I realized what she was saying is it, it is, this is a lost thing in our culture. And one of the sins of our country that we call a virtue is self reliance, is independence. Therefore, it, I, I would say to you, it, we're facing a trend that, that, we're, that the loss of commonality we not only have with one another and community, but even further than that, those outside of our communities. We just don't know people, which is why it's led to so much division, lobbing bricks from one side to another. And therefore, the idea of community and having a deep longing of being together in church and sharing a common belief is no longer is no longer congenial to most people in our culture. And why I would say that I think people have told me they, the idea of autonomy and individualism is very, very attractive to a lot of people. I will also say, without fear of contradiction, I know this now, and you talk about a younger generation. The younger generation have definitely communicated this to me. We are more plugged than we've ever been before through social media, through able- being able to text people. They will tell you how lonely they feel all the time. And so the moving away from community has actually led to an incredible isolation, which has led to, I think, so many.